Welcome back to the Equipoise Podcast. Today's episode, Hiles in Charge. Today I'd like to talk to you about something a little bit more timeless than cultural, but I think it balances out last week's podcast, which was a bit outside the typical realm of this podcast, and instead contained the mental meanderings of, as one person suggested, a cultural warrior. So in the interest of balancing things out a little bit, I'm taking a recent suggestion of my co-pastor in talking about pastoral authority today. On one extreme, pastoral authority is non-existent. The pastor is a distant coach, a disconnected cheerleader, a lifeline and a good choice for weddings and funerals, but no confrontation, no loving correction, no pastoral direction. On the other extreme, there exists pastors who believe that they are the CEOs of the church and feel that their life's calling is to micromanage the myriad minutiae and many minutes of their multitudes. This is much more often the extreme that presents in most churches where authority is misunderstood by the pastor. The pastor controls where you can work, what you can watch on TV, where you can shop. That's all up to the pastor. And if you think people would have a big problem with this, there is a really interesting cult-like mentality in churches where this is pervasive. I don't have time to go into it now, but as a result of this extreme, certain fan clubs have formed around various men, either within local churches or on a national scale. A good example is a man named Jack Hiles, who stated in one of his sermons that if I told my deacons to bow down and kiss my feet, they would do it, end quote. He emphasized a blind loyalty to the pastor that was radically unbiblical. He dictated to his church how long spanking should last, 10 to 15 minutes, yikes, who could marry who, and consistently covered up sex scandals in his church in a telling revelation that he thought himself to be above any and all forms of law and order. In his church, he was the top dog, the ultimate authority, above correction, confrontation, and reproof. He overruled parents, police, and the individual liberty of the believer in even the most trifling ways. Now, these two extremes, of course, are aberrations of what was supposed to be healthy and is quite necessary in a local church, pastoral authority. But what is it, where does it come from, and how far does it go? Well, to find our balance, we're first going to jump into the scriptures. The idea of pastoral authority comes from, first, the very etymology of the word pastor. It's a translation of the Greek word poimen. It has to do with a shepherd. What do shepherds do? They lead, they guard, they direct, they serve, they chase after the wandering ones, they feed, they watch over. They are, in a bit of a portmanteau, servant leaders. The one who bears the title of shepherd has an all-encompassing role that mirrors the one we call our great shepherd, Jesus Christ. But that's certainly not the only time we see certain men given special leadership and authority in the church. In the midst of many other service-oriented titles for pastors, such as servants and ministers, there's also titles like bishop and elder, both of which have to do with leading, overseeing, and directing the people and activities of the church. In a word, authority. Now, I don't have time or see the need to build a case that the concept of pastoral authority and leadership are attached to these titles, but for what it's worth, I'll mention a few references. Hebrews 13.7 speaks of obeying the church leaders that rule well. 1 Timothy 5.17, uh, Acts 20.28, 20, 1 Thessalonians 5.12. These reveal that elders are considered overseers and have a responsibility to admonish those in the church. There's no question that pastors have some sort of authority over the flock. Problem is, a lot of folks see or hear the word authority and run way too far with it, like the man I mentioned earlier, Jack Hiles. It's kind of like marriage, and here's what I mean. It's pretty clear in Scripture that the husband is the head of the home. 
authority, leadership, all that, absolutely. But if I had a nickel for every time I had to counsel someone who was a lazy, carnal, lustful tyrant in his home who cited the Bible for his excuse, I'd have several nickels. Because what is often left out by those who gravitate toward power is that not to rip too closely off of Peter Parker's Uncle Ben, with any power or authority comes a proportional amount of responsibility. So if I'm the head of my home, then I'm responsible to love and live for my wife just as Christ does the church. And that means not only do I embrace the God-given responsibilities as a husband, but I also assume the selfless, kind, patient, loving mind of Christ toward my wife as well. Same with the church. Anytime, and I mean anytime, the concept of pastoral authority is mentioned in Scripture, it's coupled with dire warnings against abusive heavy-handedness, disqualifying attributes and flaws, and a carnal leadership style and mannerisms of all kind. In other words, just like in the case of a husband, the authority given to a pastor is not some sort of privilege to be enjoyed and used as an excuse to be carnal and abusive and lazy, but rather a grave responsibility to be borne on his shoulders uh, as someone who's committed to serve the Lord's church in this way. 1 Peter 5, 1 Timothy 3, Titus 1, these are loaded with strict restrictions on how exactly a pastor is to bear his authority and leadership in the church. And so the answer to the question of the nature and reality of pastoral authority, it's simple. Bear it exactly as Jesus did. At the risk of being overly simplistic, the balance in pastoral authority lies in the character of Jesus Christ. And as far as being above the law, as Hiles and many like him thought they were and think they are, think again. Jesus himself was submissive to the law of the land in every way where it didn't explicitly contradict the law of God. Okay, so we've established that the pastor has authority over his flock and that he must bear his authority in keeping with the mind and character of Christ. But that still leaves the question, how far does this authority go? Can you really tell me what to wear and where to live? In short, no. The pastor has his own sphere of responsibility just as a father or employer or president might, right? A pastor cannot and must never try to lead another man's home. Uh, he must never leave his own sphere of responsibility and inject himself into another sphere of responsibility where he has no authority. Um, if a man desires godly change in another man's home, uh, he should be carefully discipling that man or lovingly counseling the married couple toward godliness in general, but never to his own personal preferences or, or silly taste. There is such a principle as individual soul liberty that is invaluable to God's good world. A pastor has absolutely no business meddling in the personal affairs of the lives of other Christians except where genuine reproof for explicit transgressions against God's law exist. Getting this wrong will warp any pastor into a control-hungry madman. Now, all this makes many pastors, myself included, a little hesitant to properly use the authority given by God to rightly lead the church. But it's really not that complicated. Lead the church exactly as you'd lead your home. Love sacrifice, lead, and serve. Don't worry about being lifted up. Don't be carnal, and don't be a tyrant. I'll sum up by quoting Austin Duncan. The pastor who understands his authority is a blessing to the church because he operates within the boundaries of God's written word. He increases his people's confidence in the scripture, and he honors the conscience and competence of spirit-filled people. So that's that. I could say a lot more and give a lot more examples of absolute craziness when it comes to pastoral authority, but I imagine if you've been in the Christian faith in America for any length of time, you might have a story or two of your own to tell. 
I'd like to close today in a, a bit of a different way. Uh, I wrote a little uh, parody after having too much coffee and too much time with GarageBand. So I'm going to close with that. Until next time, stay balanced. Preacher in my neighborhood Lives real close so it's extra good He's there just to rule well over me Like the head of my family Kyle's in charge of my days and my nights Kyle's in charge of what's wrong and what's right And I sing, I want, I want Kyle's in charge of me Kyle's in charge of the garments of my wife Kyle's in charge of every aspect of my life And I sing, I want, I want Kyle's in charge of me I want, I want Kyle's in charge of me I harbor no hopes of winning a Grammy for that, but you knew that was inevitable, right? The title is literally Hiles in Charge. And if you've never seen Charles in Charge, then that's fine, but just look up the theme song if you want this parody to make sense to you. Okay, I'm out. <laughs>